Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zombie Girls Podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel, and joining me, surviving through these troubling times, <laughs> is Matilda. Hi. Sarah. Hello. And about to celebrate her motherfucking birthday, it's Ariel. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> How are you doing, birthday girl? I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you going to do anything? I know you're not doing anything big for your birthday, obviously, because everything is terrible and we can't have nice things. But are you at least like having a nice cake or doing anything like that, spoiling yourself in any way? Yeah, probably. I'm probably going to, I love baking, so I'm probably going to do that tomorrow and maybe watch some movies, but nothing exciting, sadly. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you know what movies you're going to watch? No. Are you going to do, do something new? Or are you going to do like an old favorite? I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't really decided yet. We'll see how it pans out. Okay. All right. Well, keep us posted. Keep us posted. <laughs> you should have gotten maybe something in the mail. Not yet, but you know what? Our mail has been insanely slow. That's annoying because it was supposed yeah. to show up like three days ago. <laughs> I shall track it later today. Um, okay, cool. Awesome. Another, another, yet another sign of we can have nothing nice in 2020. because You can't even get the fucking mail anymore. <laughs> All right. Like Kevin Costner lied to me. I thought at the end of days we would still have the postman. But apparently... <laughs> lies on top of lies and there would be water and not drought. i was like are we not gonna get our water world am i not gonna get to drink my own pee i'm pissed <laughs> i mean i feel like you could do that if you want i mean i do feel like if you were going to have a like a 2020 themed cocktail it would be your own piss oh, <laughs> after All eating right. asparagus so on that cheery note oh god <laughs> You had to go there, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) This has been a really rough week. I think we're all really feeling the strain this week. But I was wondering, what is your self-care tip for people who are struggling right now? Listening to whole albums. That's smart. I haven't done that in so many years. I can't remember the last time I listened to an entire album straight. Yeah, I I was torturing the wife yesterday with uh, Velvet Underground and uh, Laurie Anderson. Nice. Nice. (laughs) How about you, Ariel? What are you doing for a little self-care? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I guess, you know, I've been, like you, Rachel, pretty hardcore quarantining. Mm -hmm. And uh, it makes me feel a little bit like I'm going to crawl the walls sometimes. (laughs) So (laughs) I have been leaning pretty hard into exercise at home, Mm. which is kind of lame. Like, it's not my favorite, but it's been helping with that anxiety feeling. And then I've been coupling all the exercise with a lot of baking cookies. (laughs) 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 So I'm gaining muscle, but like, I feel like there's a a nice layer of cookie chub over it. Oh my God, you sound like my dream girl. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The the wife and I have been uh, hitting up the ice cream section at Grocery Outlet. Uh Uh-huh. Potato chip ice cream with chocolate chunks and... You know, oh, that sounds so good. Oh it, it actually really so is. Yeah. I <laughs> now I changed my mind. You're yeah, my you're dream living your girl. Best life. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. How about you, Matilda? What have you been doing to, to self care? Uh, so what I've been doing is like Ariel, like a lot of baking. 
which I love because it has like a beginning, middle, and end that is predictable, which is yes. almost <laughs> nothing is right now. Um, <laughs> clearly, you have not seen me try to play. <laughs> nothing or, 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 or me. Except for failure. Actually, you're right. Failure. We <laughs> oh, <laughs> can predict that. <laughs> so for me, it's a comfort TV. Let me give you one Prozac TV tip, though, that I'm fully obsessed with right now. Has anybody else been watching The Great Pottery Throwdown? No. No, it's on my list. I didn't even know that was a thing. It is the most soothing thing I've ever seen. (laughs) It is the, like, it has impossibly lower stakes than The Great British Bake Off, but, like, the same (laughs) format. And there's one judge who cries over pots every episode. Oh, amazing. I'm watching the second season right now, and this is perfect for on topic for what we're going to actually be talking about. One of them is a big civil war reenactor and i was like i mean because you hear that i'm just like gross and then i realized oh it's like the british civil war (laughs) 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 so i have to recalibrate my feelings (laughs) it doesn't mean the same thing (laughs) he's like the war of the roses and i was like oh okay cool 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 We good, we good, we good, we good. Uh, All right, cool. So speaking of Civil War reenactment, let's talk about what we are going to be talking about on this episode. We are going to be reviewing a little film called Antebellum, which is a very timely film. (laughs) And I'm very curious to see what you all thought about it. It was Mm -hmm. originally supposed to be in theaters, but it is yet another victim of 2020 and was released on video on demand this week. So of course it was one of our most anticipated movies of the year. We decided this would be a great time to just highlight it and focus on this for the episode. So we'll see how that went in a little bit. But before we do that, let's get into what you've been watching. So let's start with you, Ariel. What have you been watching lately? So I watch The Devil all the time. It's a new movie that just came out on Netflix recently. So it has a lot of big name stars in it. There's Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, and Rachel, one of your favorites, Riley Keough. Oh, I do love Riley Keough. I thought it was really interesting. It's basically almost like a Southern Gothic noir. Mm. It's about these two little tiny towns in the South and a bunch of different stories that all sort of interconnect and weave together. And uh, Robert Pattinson is really weird in it. He plays a perverted preacher (laughs) (laughs) in this tiny southern town. And he is almost unrecognizable. He's so different in it. The biggest twist in these last few years is that Robert Pattinson is actually an amazing actor. Right? Right? (laughs) Did not see this coming. And then Mm -hmm. when I watched Lighthouse, I was like, say what now? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I feel like he's going to turn into like Daniel Day-Lewis or something who just gets lost in these roles. Okay. All right. You heard it here, folks. Maybe not. Maybe no. I mean, <laughs> maybe that's I, hyperbole. I, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I can see how that could happen. And again, biggest one of the biggest twists. <laughs> yeah. So, so this movie is kind of slow paced, and the acting is all top notch. They're all really amazing. However, I think that some people might not like it because it is so slow paced and because the ending, maybe you don't get as much information about everybody as you wanted when it finally closes. For instance, uh, Riley Keough plays this woman who is married to what's essentially a serial killer. And that plot line is so interesting, but you never get 
as much as you want out of it. Or at least I didn't, but maybe that's because I have a fascination with serial killers and that's more about me Mm. than the movie. But again, I think it's really worth your time just because everybody's so good and the story is interesting. I will say it's pretty sad, though. It's a bleak movie. Mm. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. So you got to watch that, then Pottery Throw Down, then (laughs) (laughs) that. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, good. That was definitely one that was on my radar and I was curious about. Yeah, I think you might like it. Okay. So the next thing I watched was this movie called Sputnik, which I I'm very interested in this. I started it, but like I couldn't with the subtitles. I just like didn't have the patience for it. So tell me why I need to go back and watch this. Okay. You need to go back and watch it for the monster alone. Like the uh, creature design is very cool. In it. Oh. So it's about this woman who gets hired to go onto a military base to help this soldier or i'm sorry not a soldier an astronaut (laughs) this astronaut who has come back from space and maybe isn't the same anymore yeah so i thought this movie was surprisingly good i didn't really expect anything out of it because i had i only heard about it i believe rachel because you picked it as one of your friday picks for the Mm -hmm. zombie girls calendar yeah yeah So that's the only way I knew about it, and I just watched it on a whim and thought it was really good. I would say the one detractor is that there is this kind of romantic through line in the movie, and I thought that was played really well. But there's this tacked on kind of epilogue at the end that's almost like too sickly sweet. Oh, no. (laughs) But if you pretend that doesn't exist and pretend the movie ends like five minutes earlier i think it's a really solid movie like i said the creature design is really cool the acting is good the plot is interesting there's a good shootout scene um and a lot of kind of gross body horror stuff so i would definitely recommend powering through the subtitles all right you convinced me Um, So the last thing I watched was Babysitter Killer Queen, which is Mm. the sequel to the movie Babysitter that came out on Netflix a couple years ago, I think. It's a direct sequel that comes like a year or something after that one ended. So the Babysitter, I really liked. I thought that was a really fun movie. Yeah. This one is still really fun. It's a good diversion. It's just not quite as strong as the original was. Mm. Okay. But I think if you're looking for something that's super light, very low stakes, and is fun, this would be something to choose. Ugh, that sounds amazing. I know what I'm watching tonight. <laughs> that, is, that is kind of how I'm living my life right now. <laughs> yeah, and if you remember the, the babysitter, how everybody died in really entertaining ways, yeah. this movie definitely has that same element. All right. That's cool. That's good to hear because I remember seeing some bad reviews of it and I was like, no because i also really liked the first one i mean look if i was gonna write like a critical review of this movie i don't know how like positive i would be because it's not like a great movie i just had a lot of fun watching it that's a really important distinction i think because yeah there are a lot of movies where they're like probably if i had to be a critic i'd be like this is not a good movie but did i have a good time well yes i did exactly (laughs) okay all right all right now i'm excited okay good 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 how about you, Matilda? What have you been watching? Oh, well, uh, what I have been most excited about watching is Lovecraft Country. Is everyone watching this or has anybody? Yes. I'm a little behind. A little but bit yes. behind, yeah. Yeah, but oh, okay. it's so good. It's so good. It's yeah, I just so finished good. the latest episode last night. So oh, my God. Up. The latest. I feel like I want to watch the latest one 
many times. <laughs> Rachel, yeah. you have got to get caught up because there are drag queens in this newest episode. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. All right, I'm in. I'm back. You got yeah. me. Rachel, it's... Shangela is in it. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, guys, <laughs> sorry, podcast over. I got to say, something just came up. Uh, a family emergency. Bye. <laughs> I just love how much they're doing. Like every episode is a different kind of horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like it yeah. goes creatures mm-hmm. and then supernatural and haunted house and body horror stuff. Like it's so good. Um, the costuming in this thing is beautiful. Oh yeah, yes. it really is. I think the current episode is, I think what gets into Uh, Number five, which is the most recent one I saw, is the one that I think has been most impactful to me. And, like, the special effects are amazing. I can't wait to hear what you all think of it. And it also definitely makes me want to go back and watch Underground. Did anyone watch Underground, which is the other show that Misha Green made? No, I don't think so. I saw, like, the first two episodes, and that was it. Yeah, it made me really want to go back and watch that because that was canceled in a way that some people thought was potentially, like, political. Mm. Um, after like the station was acquired by someone else and didn't want the material so yeah yeah so it but it really made me want to go look at other things she's done i guess she was also a writer on sons of anarchy but um twist (laughs) i know (laughs) so that's been my like horror obsession right now but the other things i've watched are the scream queen documentary on shutter that's really good oh i've been meaning to watch that Yeah, yeah it's good yeah, I saw it like when it first came out, when it first hit Shutter, and it was fantastic and really mm-hmm. kind of sad how he's recounting things that happened to him. And then he goes to the screenwriter for an apology, and the guy gives him kind of a half-assed apology, which seems to give like, him closure, which I'm happy about. But I was like, I was, I was still pissed. <laughs> yes. It does such a good job of holding that dismissive snark up against kind of like the closeting at the beginning of the HIV epidemic. Yeah, in Hollywood and like how sad and how private people's like massive grief was. Yeah, because because like he says, he's like, everybody says I was an out actor. He's like, nobody was an out actor. No, he's like, I was outed. Right. And it's this interesting paradox of this movie being like kind of destroying his life in some ways Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. definitely, I think, something that he would have said. And then. And the kind of the fallout around that movie destroying his life. And then it being such an important touchstone for so many queer folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So it's, it, I think it does a really nice job of handling both of those things. And it, it also has a Freddie drag queen. So Rachel, you want to, yes. you want to see that. I do love a Freddie drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> and then the you last. You guys have all figured out the ultimate lever point for me. If you want to make me watch something, you're like, drag queen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the third thing I watched was Squirm, which is mm-hmm. a movie from 1976 that's on Shutter right now. Oh, yeah. About killer worms. You know, the last time we talked about, like, Return to Oz and the Black Hole and things that scared us when we were kids, this is something that I guess Mr. Matilda used to watch, like, on his black and white TV in the middle of the night Aww. as a kid. And so had not seen it in color. Was very excited to see it in color. <laughs> <laughs> And it is, wow, it, it is a 1976 ride. Um, <laughs> and it is, a, it is about killer worms in a town in Georgia, in a small town in Georgia. Um, and kind of like Nightmare on Elm Street 3, the mother, who is 
a little bit of a side character, but the mother in this movie is in a totally different movie. She is in a kind of like drag show slash Tennessee Williams play. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yes. Uh, whereas everybody else is pretty straight ahead. But like, and also the special effects are like kind of terrible and great at the same time. So uh-huh. I totally recommend it as like a good creature feature middle of the night movie. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Sounds fun. Awesome. Yeah. All right, cool. These these sound great. Cool. All right, Sarah, how about you? What have you been watching? Random Acts of Violence, which is on Shudder. And yes, this I'm curious about. This is the Jay Baruchel joint, right? Yeah, it has Jesse Williams. It play he plays a comic book artist who does an adult comic book based off of these murders that have taken place, I ninety five murders, and he's having trouble writing his his final issue, so his publisher, Jay, who's played by Jay Bouchel, his assistant, and him and his wife, they all go on this road trip down I-95 to get inspiration for him and to his wife has decided to make a book kind of opposite of what he's been doing, which is to write a, a story about the victims. Mm. And it's about what happens when they go on this road trip and it's a it's a critique about violence in media is depicting violence in media glorifying violence is it condemning violence there's some really neat kills oh no it was a really good movie i i enjoyed it but it's it is mean spirited <laughs> <laughs> that's what i've heard that's what i've heard yeah. but i'm still curious about it but yeah um i'm gonna, one of those uh, ones you have to be in the right mood for okay i'm going to give you a heads up Oh god, animal violence? Not it doesn't show animal violence. It is the aftermath of animal violence. Nah. All right, cool, cool, cool. What else have you been watching? All right, so I've been watch watching the second season of The Boys, which I oh, totally love so and I am really I'm really annoyed with Amazon for putting it out weekly, damn it. Just drop it and let me binge watch this shit. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Just like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Like, especially because they're kind of following the comic path just a little bit more is you get to see a female rip off somebody's face and like in the comic that's like her signature move is ripping people's faces off oh amazing yeah um Oof, i can't wait oh it's so good yeah. all right so we already touched on lovecraft country which is excellent yeah. and then uh season two of umbrella academy which was oh it's so good it's so much fun sorry yeah no 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 it's it, it was so dude when the kid meets his older self and he starts going through the time poisoning. Oh, yes, fucking hilarious. That was hilarious. The physical comedy was so great in that scene. Yeah. And Klaus as a cult leader was amazing. <laughs> Destiny's Children cult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I even think the second season is stronger than the first. Yeah. Awesome. All right, cool. Again, another bunch of really great recommendations. I'm definitely going to have to check those out. As I said, I finished Last of Us 2, so my life is now free. Although it's, I don't know if you guys have this experience where you are watching something or playing something that's so good that everything is trash afterwards. Oh, no. So I'm kind of like, I don't even <laughs> want to be mentally prepared to enjoy these things to the fullest. So right now I've been just rewatching Supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From the beginning, which is, it's a real journey. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that Wendigo episode is rough. So yeah. yeah. Last of Us 2, I won't go into. I'm actually going to be on the Here's Johnny podcast talking about this like very much in depth in like a week or so. So you can 
wait for that for my full review, but holy shit. I think like uh, Random Acts of Violence, it's very much a treatise on violence in media, and specifically violence in video games. It is incredible. If you're a video game person, uh, I highly, highly recommend checking out Last of Us 2. It is the hereditary of video games in that it is like excellent feel-bad video gaming. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because something extremely brutal happens at the beginning of the game, and then the rest of the game is the aftermath of that game, and you're like, I hate these people, they're terrible people, and then the game flips the game on you, and then you play as the other person, and you see their perspective, and your heroes are now the villains, and you've done all these terrible things over the first half of the game where you've killed all these people, and then you're like, let me present you with all of these people as human beings. These are all the people that you killed. Oh. It is incredible, and brutal, and punishing, and amazing, and I cannot recommend it highly enough. So that's the dark stuff I've been watching. The rest of the stuff I've been watching is really fun. So the first thing is this documentary series, again, that I keep trying to make everybody to watch, but I think the name is off-putting. But stay with me, okay? It's called Love Fraud. Is anybody watching this? No. No, you Mm -hmm. told me about it, and it sounds fascinating, but I don't have showtime, so I figure I'm going to wait for it to be over and then get one of those free trials and watch it. I mean, the, the final episode airs tonight. So nice. the when the now is the time to to strike. So it is a four part documentary series. I know it sounds like some cre- crappy like ninety day fiance thing based on the name, but it is not actually like that. It is directed by Heidi Ewing and Rachel Grady, who did the Jesus Camp documentary. Oh, yeah, mm. and it's about this guy Richard Scott Smith, who is a serial love fraud. He tricks women into marrying him, and then he takes all their money. And he's very good at it, and he's been doing it for years. The only problem is that he has left a string of exes and ex-girlfriends and ex-fiancés who are fucking pissed. And they band together to hunt him down and do what the police will never do and get justice. That sounds great. So they've nice. created this website and they're all networking, trying to track him down. And they're like, we spotted him here. He's in Wichita. Oh, he's got a new woman. Someone's got to get get a hold of her and warn her of what's going on. And they hire this bounty hunter, this woman bounty hunter, who is wild. Uh, basically, she could have been Winter's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. She could be one of the matriarchs in Winter's Bone. Okay. <laughs> like, every time you see her, she has a shirt on that's like, if I wanted your opinion, I'd ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's chain smoking and talking about, like, if he did this to me, he'd be dead. You see these hills behind me? It's full of dead men. You cross a woman here, you end up in these hills. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now in the final episode. And I think they're finally closing in on him and they're going to get him. Nice. So Mm. highly recommend Love Fraud. Do not let the name fool you. It is great. The other thing I watched was a movie called Get Duped. Again, bad name, good movie. Have you guys heard of this at all? No. Yeah, I watched it. Okay. All right. It's on Prime. It was originally called Boys in the Wood. But when John Singleton passed away unexpectedly, they changed the name out of respect. Mm-hmm. And it's about this group of troubled teens in, in Scotland who are forced to do the Duke of Edinburgh tr- award trek through the Highlands because they go off the path. They get into the crosshairs of this dude who's called the Duke and hunting them. And it's Eddie Izzard in a mask. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it is. Yes. And it's very surreal because there's a lot of drug use in it, even though some of the drugs are unconventional, let's say. Yeah, just a tad. Yes. It's like if train spotting were fun, lighthearted, and heroin was actually rabbit shit. <laughs> oh my god. That's such a good description. And it kind of has a hot fuzz vibe to it because there's also some cops that are on the hunt. These Highland small town cops that are so excited because they think they have a real crime on their hands. Yeah, and, like, and it's the... got, what's her name? Kate Dickey, the yes. nursing lady? Yeah. Yes, she's not breastfeeding in this movie. No. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's very charming. It's very strange. And I, I really recommend it. It's on Prime to get it easily. What did you think, Ariel? I loved this movie. Yeah. I really didn't know what to expect going into it. And I thought it was going to lean like more horror. Uh-huh. But it was so much fun. It's so ridiculous. All of the little side stories that happen are ridiculously entertaining. The farmer stuff. The farmers so are weird. Great. <laughs> the party the farmers have with the oh kid rapping. God. Yes. Oh, my God. It was that made me laugh so hard. It was so funny. And everybody, even though the kids are kind of little shits, like they're, but it's like in an entertaining way where you end and up really liking them. And they're actually really lovable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I found it completely and totally enjoyable. And I think if you're looking for something, again, lighthearted and fun, this is the way to go. Especially if you like that kind of British humor, like you were saying with Hot Fuzz, it has a very similar vibe. Yeah, I mean, I, I earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, I recommended Extraordinary. Yeah. And it has a similar spirit. Mm. Like the same kind of sense of humor, although a little bit wackier. Right, yeah. It's a little sillier, but it, it is the same kind of deal. Yeah. All right, <laughs> cool. So that is it for what we have been watching. All right, awesome. All right, so that's it for what you've been watching. Let's take a little break, and when we come back, we'll be reviewing Antebellum. Hi everyone, I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subisati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to the Zombie Girls Podcast. So we are going to be talking about Antebellum, as I mentioned before, which is the new Janelle Monet film that is currently on VOD. Now, who has the synopsis for this bad boy? I do. All right, Matilda, let's hear it. Uh, So this is Antebellum. It came out in 2020 and was originally intended for theater release, um, but is now streaming on VOD for kind of a higher price than some other movies, right? A kind of more theater price. It's directed by Gerard Bush and Christopher Renz, um, starring Janelle Monae, Jenna Malone, Eric Lang. Uh, Janelle Monae plays Eden, an enslaved woman on a plantation in Louisiana who is quietly planning her escape. In Act 2, we also see her as Dr. Veronica Henley, a successful author and activist who writes about the impacts of oppression on the psyche of women of color. She has a beautiful home, family, and similarly successful friends. But is this the same woman? Mm, Twist, twist, twist. We'll get into that. All right, (laughs) uh, Matilda, what did you think of this movie? Wait, wait, wait. Have we done our spoiler policy yet? Oh, yes. We should do a spoiler warning. Good call, I'll I'll go ahead and do that. So... Even though this movie just like came out just a couple of days ago, know that we are going to spoil the shit out of everything because we always do. So if uh, you haven't seen it yet, I suggest pausing it and uh, watching the movie 
Otherwise, it's going to be spoiled for you. Yes, I agree with Sarah 100%. We're definitely going to spoil this. But let's really quickly, just for people who have gotten this far, maybe you just want to know what we think about it. Let's each take turns giving our general thoughts on it. And then once that's done, consider the spoiler wall up. Because <laughs> I have things to say about <laughs> Twisty Twits that I cannot hold back. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so Sarah, how about you? Generally, what did you think of this movie? I thought it was a great movie. I know I, I, I had read that people were really upset about the ending and the, the twisty twist, but I thought it was a great movie. The acting's great. The twist is really good. So I think people should see it. So I don't think I liked it quite as much as Sarah did. There are parts of this movie that I thought were really effective and really enjoyable. Like she said, the acting is great in almost all of the scenes, but there are definitely some big parts of this movie that didn't work as well for me that I'm sure we'll get into. Awesome. How about you, Matilda? I'm probably closer to Ariel on this, that I think there's so many things in this movie that I really liked, and especially I thought Janelle Monet's performance was incredible and the score was incredible. I feel like I could feel the intention of this movie, and I don't know that it got there. Yeah, that's a places. great way of saying it. Yeah. Yep. I think I'm with you guys. I was. This was one of my most anticipated movies of the mm -hmm. year. So it's kind of a bummer um, that I did not love it. I wish that I did. I think I like every single idea in this movie. Yeah. There's an execution problem. None of it is Jonelle Monet's fault, mm -hmm. who is luminous in this film. But it kind of reminded me of what was that one that everybody loved except for me, where the, they leaked the person, everybody's assassination. Yes, it was like Assassination Nation where everything on paper about this yep. movie I loved. Yep. And yet I felt like it left me, I was cold, like not left cold, but I just kind of was like, hmm. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so buyer beware, I would say. it's. But I would, at the same time, though, I would still say you should watch it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's worth yeah, a I mean, watch. If you're a big horror fan, you've been looking forward to this movie. I would say watch it because there is a lot that's good about it. And you might end up being like Sarah, who just loved it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'd say if you're a big thriller fan, this is not a horror movie. It's a horrifying yeah, movie. Point. Yeah. Yeah. But I would not actually call this a horror movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I agree with that. Yeah. That's okay. true. All right. Spoilers. Wah, 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 wah. This is where the spoilers start. Wah, wah, wah. And if I, we should <laughs> say, if you care about spoilers, this is one you are really going to be bummed if you hear yeah. this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. Or at least, I mean, unless you're like me, who ten minutes into the movie was like, "Oh, I know what's happening." Yeah. Here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is. I mean, like on one hand, we're like, "Oh, there are twists," but I'm also like. Not if you've ever seen another horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay, let's get into this. Um, let's start on a positive note. But Eric, I, I want to hear what you think, Sarah, because I, I, I actually am really excited that you enjoyed this mm -hmm. movie because I I I wanna love this movie. So tell me why I want I should love this movie, why I my I'm wrong, because I would like to be wrong for once in my life. <laughs> I don't know. I mean I thought Janelle Monet's acting was brilliant um the beginning of it especially the attempted escape was mm -hmm. the, the movie opened up and then smacked you in the face yeah and then it was for me it was all the sinister little stuff mm -hmm. like the building that you find out is the crematorium the fact that they're not allowed to talk they can only whistle the watching her grease her her door hinges with, with fat to, with lard to mm -hmm. measure out her strides so her floorboards don't creak and just all the mm. all the things that were going on and then 
the things that, that were kind of off-putting, but once you found out the twist were even worse. Like when Elizabeth tells uh, Veronica her daughter's cute and would make a great playmate for her daughter. Mm-hmm. so that's that's what i really liked about it i think that's all super valid and those are the good things i i agree i actually agree with all of those things that you were saying i 100 yeah. mm-hmm. i mean i really loved kind of like you i really loved this on paper mm-hmm. and i really loved the performances i just feel like there's something about the structure and the execution that was like so tough for me. Yeah, there was something in the execution that didn't quite work. I mean, this movie definitely has this like Octavia Butler's kindred with M. Night Shyamalan kind of twist. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know, in the middle of the night, I like sent a message to Ariel because I finished the movie and I was like, The Village, we should have watched The Village. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been a good comment. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I mean, for me, the ending was very cathartic and satisfying. Oh, yes. The ending to me is actually my favorite part. Yeah, there's a yeah. piece of the ending, though, that I was just like, what? Which we'll talk about. But Ooh. I feel like I was kind of disquieted by this movie because I wanted to like it. And I felt like there and then I went and like read and listened to some um, to some folks and especially like kind of black voices about what they thought about this movie and they were there was a lot of critique that I think I agree with about the like lack of interiority of the characters yeah um, that there's that that there's kind of like a lot of trauma porn yeah without a lot of and and it's tough right because when we get into the twist it is cruelty for cruelty's sake but that doesn't really get humanized as much as I would have liked, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that part of what was difficult for me is also that, like, I felt like, you know, when we said about Assassination Nation that it felt like it was written by an AI to appeal to us? Yeah. yeah. I felt that way a little bit about the modern day stuff around, like, just, like, buzz. She's just spouting, like, buzzwords without a lot of substance. Yeah, her speech, she said stuff that yeah. got everybody cheering, but like there she didn't really say anything. Yeah. No, I was like, "What?" Like I I know <laughs> yeah. you've heard these it, it, it felt like an AI put it together kind of. To like me. an AI um, reading a bunch of self-help books. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and kind of about like intersectional feminism, right? Mm-hmm. That it just kind of like put that so I wanted to um I wanted to feel more than I did, but you know, when we get into the final act and she's carrying the torch and burning that crematorium i am all in mm-hmm. uh i was like well yes. i know what the picture for this episode's gonna yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like i want that on a t-shirt i want that yes, as a tattoo amazing. <laughs> yeah and i think i mean i always think that like cruelty is difficult to explore in horror without seeming like you're doing torture porn yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I couldn't tell at times like where this movie, if this movie was successful at that or not. Right. In ways that. that kind of took me out of it. Yeah. So that's yeah. my not very articulate version. Of what no, I, I thought that was great. Yeah. Ariel, what did you think? Yeah. So like I said, I've, I found this to be a pretty mixed bag. Um, some of the things I liked about it, though. One is the opening scene. Yes. yes. Thank you. Long, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this long tracking shot through this like beautiful pastoral yep. scene. And then yep. as you get farther in, you start realizing, oh, we're on a plantation. There are slaves. And then you get even farther in and the camera very slowly zooms in very slowly to the scene of this man and woman being beaten. And it's 
the way that they shot it, I thought was beautiful. And then the fact that the camera went in so slowly and it took its time moving into the scene of the slaves being beaten and killed really kind of amplified the horror and the anguish of that moment in a way that I thought worked really well. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times scenes like that are shot in that sort of that way where there's like quick cuts and frenetic camera action. Yeah. That makes it seem more like an action movie where this felt like it was focused really on the like terror and horror of it. Mm-hmm. So that worked really well for me. Um, and I, honestly, the whole movie is kind of like that where you've juxtaposed this like beautiful scenery and these beautiful sunsets against the awful things that are happening there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The acting, I thought, was really good, especially, like you were saying, Janelle Monet, um, especially in the scenes where she's eaten, worked really well for me. I mean, her facial expressions, you can see and feel the terror and the fear and the pain just like on her face and in her eyes. She was really, really good there. I also thought Gabourey Sidibe was really oh, good. Oh, she was fun. So I think her character falls a little bit into the kind of caricature cliche, Mm -hmm. but I did find her very entertaining to watch. Um, I think one of the problems is that in the scenes where we're with Veronica, she feels like she's really flat, I thought, as a character. You know almost nothing about her other than she's successful and she loves her family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Those are pretty much the only things we know about her. And the way that she's portrayed, you don't really, I don't think you really get any more of her, even just from the way she's talking with her friends. I don't think you feel her character, where um, Gabourey Sidibe, I felt like you understood who she was as a person pretty quickly. So I think that's a failing of that, that you just don't know who Veronica is, and I don't think that... I don't think that really helps the message of the movie. Well, like you, you see her, you know, as a talking head on a on like one of those, you know, political shows. But like, mm-hmm. even if they had done something like even like had like a couple of tweets pop up that she'd sees on her phone, like saying, you know, she's a champion for for black women's rights or, you know, calling her some, you know, calling her names or something. You can at least get a feel and seeing her react to that. You can at least get a feel more for who she is but yeah you're right. right like the stuff when she's veronica it doesn't feel like you really get a picture of who she is the type of work she does and why she would be specifically on this one person's radar right mm-hmm. why what makes her the target yeah yeah i totally agree with that and i don't think it's a failing of the actor because she's fantastic mm-hmm. in so many of the scenes i think it's got to be a script or directing problem yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. also it's a fast-paced movie you know i mean it, it moves quickly i was never bored mm. i was invested for the most part the whole way through so i think that i think that's really good i also think the scene where eden is branded oh was shot really well it's a horrifying scene but it kind of reminded me of the way that some of the better um rape scenes are filmed Mm -hmm. where instead of the camera focusing on him putting the brand on her skin and the skin you know burning we're focused in on her face um her reactions to what's happening so i also thought that was good and i also think we can talk about the ending i'm sure we're going to do that soon i think there's a lot of catharsis there Mm-hmm. And I found it cathartic, and I imagine for other people it it might feel even stronger that way. So 
so all of that was really good. And it's why I would still say watch the movie, even though there are some things we can get into that I thought were really not done as well. Yeah. Um, like you guys were saying, I think the execution is off. I think that they were trying to have a message movie, but I think because of the lack of characterization, the fact that we don't really know anybody very well, and the lack of like depth or nuance to the message, <clears throat> it felt like, okay, what we're saying is slavery was terrible, racism still exists. Yeah. That's it. Like there's no depth there. I'm thinking of um, Get Out. There's a simple message there um, that you can watch it and really understand, but there's also layers and layers of depth to yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And I think that's definitely missing in this movie. And I think that's part of why it kind of left you wanting in the end or left me wanting mm -hmm. in the I mean, end. they touch on a, a little bit with like the microaggressions. That's actually true. Yeah. But, yeah. Especially the restaurant scene and stuff. Yeah. yeah but I feel like, hmm, why doesn't that totally work? Like I, like yeah. I said, on paper, literally every single beat of this movie, I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But there's something about it. it it's presented in almost like an instructional this is sexual harassment video. You know what I mean? Yes. It's, mm -hmm. it's spotlighted in a way that makes it feel like the movie is trying to say something without any, I mean, normally I'm not someone who's like, I need a lot of subtlety, but it feels so contrived. And, and it's not that these things are not absolutely a reality, but in the movie, it feels like this is our microaggression moment. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it feels like yeah. they're ticking off a checklist. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Let, let me talk about positive things. So first of all, I agree with you. The, the movie looks freaking amazing. It is beautiful. That continuous open shot is technically really impressive. And also just because of the setting and the progression of being beautiful pastoral into actual nightmare is really incredible and throughout the movie it looks fantastic we talked about the shot of eden walking away from the the crematorium is mm -hmm. i instantly iconic mm -hmm. it looks beautiful the directors have done music videos before and so like clearly visual is where their strength mm -hmm. lies i don't think that you can fault this movie on a visual level it is stellar to look at and I think they really took full advantage of the beautiful setting. And like you said, juxtaposing the horrors of the realities of what's taking place against this Eden. That's definitely a strength. I think Janelle Monet is incredible in this. Uh, Gabernet Sibide. She stole every scene she was in. Yeah. I, I get that she falls into some tropes, but at the same time, I feel like almost all of her roles are so focused on her appearance. It was nice to see her as being treated as like beautiful and having her physicality be a non-fucking issue yeah. because she is mm -hmm. amazing yep. and yeah, I, and being sexual too right you know yes yes, yes. i i fucking loved that i'm mm -hmm. sorry but that to me i thought was really great and in some way like the most revolutionary thing in this movie. yeah and she completely steals every scene yeah well, she's, she's, she's only critiquing... in the movie for like 10 or 15 minutes but she's fantastic well, she's critiquing the guy's game and she's yes. like yes. so what i'm saying like... is here's my number <laughs> she's like this, this can happen, can happen. Yeah. So I like it. she's like i'm gonna fuck tonight i was like yes yes, <laughs> yes you are another um, fun thing about those scenes is that i read that janelle monet did anybody else read this lobbied the costume designer in this movie that everything that she and her friends are wearing is made by international black designers 
Oh, oh, that's um, cool. Yeah. My God, can we her. talk about the jumpsuit? <laughs> right? <laughs> the fuck? I mean, we actually, it irritated me, though, is it only got one scene that jumpsuit, and then, like, the whole thing when she's on stage, she's in an inferior jumpsuit. I know. Right? <laughs> the one she's wearing in the lobby that's, like, kente cloth, I was like, fuck. Dude, yeah. Like, oh. and she's, she's walking across that lobby, and she's like, wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially that with all the people mean... that are in just, like, black and white. Yes. She, I mean, she looks incredible in this. I, that's very interesting detail about the the costuming because, goddamn, it is it incredible looking. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, I really like that. I also think whereas some of the microaggression stuff did not work, there was a subtle moment with the white friend that I think really did, which is yeah. when they're trying to move the tables and the friend starts to step in and say something and and. Gabernet like kind of shuts it down and handles business mm-hmm. uh-huh. like it was kind of it was a good juxtaposition of like how white allies can maybe not always be 100% getting it right but at the same time like there's a way to like be like oh wait yeah let me step back you don't need me to <laughs> you got this you know and I thought that was a good juxtaposition of like all the other white characters in the movie right or like, even when that friend is like my service has been great at the hotel yeah yeah, yeah. unfortunately <laughs> There is one performance that I was like, oh, no. I love Jenna Malone, but she is so mustache twirly in this. I was like, oh, yeah. Really? No. <laughs> oh, you could call me a head hunter. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Like, first of all, the movie is now spoiled. <laughs> I now know exactly what is happening in this movie. Yeah. Now. Like, every bit of mystery is, we're done with that. Yeah. We have dispensed with mystery. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just she is a good actress this the, the overacting of this was painful and yeah, out of she was in like with a the rest different of the movie. movie yes yeah also the wigs are unacceptable you know <laughs> rachel i, I was not happy rachel i was gonna say one of the think pieces i read about this movie actually refers to her wigs as sinister that she's in a sinister <laughs> wig <laughs> <laughs> because like you need a lace front that will you know no no this is no this, this is unacceptable <laughs> I don't know. I think we've pretty much covered most of my issues with this movie. Okay, this is one difference. You said you felt like the movie moved and was engaging throughout. I was so bored in portions of this movie. Mm -hmm. A lot of it has to do with the way the twist is revealed because once you feel like the stakes change in a way, like the mystery dies and then I'm just like, okay, so we're just going to watch her suffer for a while and then make an escape attempt. I know where this is going. The only question is, is she going to succeed or not? Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that that's one of the biggest failures of this movie is that it's clear that they wanted this big twist moment. Yeah. But they planted the seeds too much on top of the soil. Like they, yeah, they telegraphed everything to you. I mean, one, the accents and language are far too modern, yeah. right? Uh, one of the characters, the pregnant woman, has a septum ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they also use the term blood and soil as their chant. Okay, yes. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I, I meant to look that up and be like, wait, what is the origin of this? Uh, it's like, yeah. we are getting that's our teeth torch That's moments. a Nazi thing that the white nationalist party continues to yeah, use. It's, it's, yeah, it's very, it, not it's exist, a though. very big uh, with the uh, neo-Nazis in yes. South America and in Britain. Blood and soil, or blood and honor. Got yeah. it. So I, as soon as as soon as I saw those things, I was like, "Oh, well, shit! Now I know what's happened." Right. But you still had this huge chunk of yeah. The movie there's left. still like 50 minutes of the movie left, mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like, "And there's still a big chunk before the twist is quote unquote revealed." Yeah. Even, 
So I think that that's a failure because I think anybody who's paying even a little bit of attention is probably going to be like, oh, okay. Well, they're also, I know. did you happening. say this? They're also burning the cotton. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Exactly. Which I, doesn't make I was sense. confused by that as well. I wish that they had saved the flashback for after we saw the plane fly over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's. You know what I mean? Like, I think there is an editing issue with this movie. There's a script issue, but there's also an editing issue. Whereas if they had constructed that twist a little more and it came a little later in the movie, there'd be less of that, the, the like on the plantation after the fact, mm-hmm. where you're just kind of like, okay, I know where this movie's going. Like, how the question is, how are we getting there? Whereas you'd be like, oh shit. And then we lead into the flashback, her getting kidnapped. And then conclusion of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that would have worked much better instead of slicing splicing back and yeah. forth. Right. And I think that the director the directors maybe wanted you to not understand the reveal until you saw the cell phone for the first time. Right. But that was like, yeah, of course there's a cell phone, <laughs> you know. For me, one thing I really wish there would have been something of is first of all, you're right, Jenna Malone really needed to work with an accent coach. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, two, I wish there had been something like a scene where they're taking like an Uber and you hear, you know, Senator Denton talking about traditional Southern values or something mm-hmm. on the radio. It's just so you have yeah. something to link him in because apparently this is all part of some big movement, but you don't. It's just kind of like, wait, mm-hmm. what? Why? Yeah, that's a great point, Sarah. There is, like, one thing where she's in the Uber and she's going by and you can see, like, re-elect blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it's his picture. Yeah. okay. But, like, I had to rewind that back and show that to Kat because she missed it. Because you're watching the girls dance in the car and you're watching her, you know, so, and you totally miss that. And it's like, okay, well, there needs to be something a little bit more exposition radio yes Yes. yeah (laughs) which is funny because i feel like that that's where that was because i feel like that was one of the more emotionally moving scenes of the movie is watching Mm -hmm. her friends like be in the car next to her and not understand what's happening yeah yeah well no i I mean i'm not saying like at that point i'm saying like you know when they're like on their way to the restaurant yeah right or just a little tv on in the background when she's getting ready or something yeah something super easy yeah and I, I, you can tell they left it out because they're still kind of revealing, is this time travel? Is this multiverse at this point with the with the flashback scene? Mm-hmm. Whereas if they had put it later after the reveal, they could have given you all that exposition that you needed or wanted and not been worried about ruining the twisty twist. Yeah. Let's talk about the end. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about the end? Yeah. All right. I loved the end. Yes. <laughs> I actually particularly and I'm curious to hear what you had to think too Matilda, but particularly I love this idea that behind the family friendly let's remember our culture front is the core of the reality yes. literally behind it. So that I liked quite a bit because it worked on a metaphorical level. Logistically would it make sense in real life? Probably not. But at this point, I don't care. You know, like, it's it's fine. That worked for me because I did really love... This is the thing that you guys, when you're talking about, like, we must preserve our history and these statues have mm-hmm. historical significance. Like, okay, l- well, let's talk about what that history that you're, you are clinging onto and want to preserve is. What exactly is that history? Oh, it's rape. It's torture. It's murder. It's cruelty. It's all of these things. 
it's white supremacy. It's human it, it, trafficking. It, it's yeah. It's yeah. Hu- mm-hmm. Yes, this is the thing that you want to want to have like a family friendly day and remember your history. This is the fucking history that you're celebrating. Mm-hmm. And so that part of it, out of all the messages throughout the movie, I think actually landed for me. Me too. But and I was there's like a shot where she's on the horse and she's going through the their battle, and they're all frozen and she's moving. Uh huh. And I thought that kind of like the metaphor of that shot was super effective. Yes, right, because they're, like, frozen in time, mm-hmm. yeah. And it kind of ties back to her speech about, like, we're the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I actually think, like, almost like they had that idea and they worked back from it. Because, <laughs> like, that yeah. to me felt like, oh, here we go. This is a fully realized thought and well-executed thought. Let's not all pretend like we didn't see all those Make America Great hats in the crowd yeah. <laughs> at the <Yeah>. either. <laughs> but, yeah. So I don't know, that part I really did actually like. All right, now, Matilda, you said that you had some thoughts. So I loved what the filmmakers were doing with this for all the reasons you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, The part that I had a harder time with is, so you know at the end of Get Out, when the police pull up and there's the like, oh shit, here's Ah, the real threat. Mm -hmm. She's Uh like running directly at the police with a hatchet. I was like, she's going to get shot. Yes. Yeah, I kept expecting something to happen. And there is, for a movie that is both the kind of historical and current critique that this wants to be, to just mm-hmm. have, to have police as a completely uncritically liberatory force was yeah. a little bizarre to me. Yeah, even, yeah that's oh, very toned Even up. the kind of like pastoral scene afterward of the FBI like talking to someone who was clearly like a trauma victim, yeah. <laughs> like, like a trauma survivor. Um, and she's just like pointing at like, oh yes, here's where the outbuildings were, you know, but everybody looks pretty non-traumatized in that shot. I was like, what? Yeah. So that was that's the fair. only thing that I was like, well, that's an interesting... I mean, granted, I, I understand she is a a person who has been like they're looking for her. Yeah. Right. She's still, like, still, still, <laughs> still running at cops with a weapon in your hand on horse. I wonder yeah. if it's like a thing where like with Get Out where there were multiple endings and they were just like the, this ending is too dark. We have to give our audience some catharsis. Yeah. And of but course, I don't, I don't want to see ring, more trauma. Ring true. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to see more pain and trauma at the end of this. But it was also kind of a. Huh. Like it was interesting when she's coming out of there and like all the white families are just filming her yeah but Mm -hmm. yeah i thought that the way that the end of it dealt with law enforcement was puzzling that's yeah i was really expecting something to happen to her yeah yeah i i mean i agree with all of that stuff i think for me what rachel was saying really rings true and i kind of feel like that for me was almost the twist because I was picturing it more as this was this hidden away thing that they were doing. Right. Mm-hmm. No. But the fact that it was really just like the back side, like the, you know, the back of the house version of what people go and visit all the time. Right. That felt kind of like a new or a fresh way of, of saying these things. Mm-hmm. And I wish maybe there had been like that had been explored a little bit more or that that had been more of the twist. Mm-hmm. I agree that the cop stuff is weird. I also think when she's riding on horseback and she finally gets to that part and she realizes, okay, I'm like to safety and the music that's playing, the lyrics talk about like coming home. And then she looks up and there's the plane overhead, which she said to her kid, you know, when you see that plane, you know, I'm coming home to you. That all felt super cheesy to me. Yeah, that's fair. 
Okay. That's, that's, that's very that. fair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, again, all the ideas. Yes. Yes. Execution. Eh. I will say it's a little scary to watch this and in this time period where I feel like we are so on the cusp of like this. Yes. Well, and that's some of the stuff I was reading is that potentially, you know, antebellum is a word means before the war. Yeah. Mm hmm. Right, so there's yeah. the question. I do have a quote from Janelle Monet that I can read if you want that's kind of related yeah. to this. Um, so she was interviewed in the SF Chronicle about this movie before it was released. And she was talking about the kind of like recent police murders of, I think in particular, she was talking about like Jacob Blake and Sandra Bland um, and the mm-hmm. violence against them. And so the quote is, that is horror to me in every sense of the word because it's actually happening right now. So I think that the best thing to do is really connect to how this film is of the time, is of the past, and it will inform our future if we don't act now. All of us should feel a responsibility to keep the conversation going. You can't really have a full conversation about present-day America without addressing this country's past and African-American history. So what I would want to see the writers writing about is how we can't fumble this moment. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think I wanted this movie to give me a little more catharsis and it maybe did not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I still think people should watch it though. That being said, I mean, I don't know if I would pay the, the, the full premium price, but when this goes on regular VOD or when this comes out on like a streaming service or whatever, I think it's definitely worth your time. Yeah. And I think it's important to vote with our wallet. Yeah, definitely. For movies, you know, that yeah i would say it's worth your time i think there's enough there that's interesting that it would be worth watching yeah i also feel like people will have a revised expectations yeah you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like i think i went into this wanting the not not the next get out but you know what i mean like i wanted this movie to be the that movie for me this year and yeah i really thought it was gonna be like my number one movie for Mm -hmm. the end of the year and that that's definitely not gonna happen yeah Yeah. no um and i was gonna recommend another discussion about this movie actually over on the npr pop culture happy hour where i feel like i i got a lot of that there was a lot of good analysis about the like the places that they also wanted it to succeed and it kind of let them down that's a really good place Mm. to to hear a discussion about that all right awesome so i guess that is pretty much it if those of you at home had some thoughts on this movie or really anything else we'd love to hear from you you can email us at rachelzombiegirls.com or you can come over to our facebook page and hit us up there we'd love to see you read all you can check out all sarah's memes she's the meme master on the facebook page (laughs) um which by the way i got a compliment on our facebook page's (laughs) memes sarah and i had to give you all the credit oh which one (laughs) that's awesome they're like you should check out there's always these really funny memes on there i was like that's all sarah that's not me (laughs) she is the meme master so definitely come over check that out and if you're enjoying the show please review us on itunes all right cool no cgpg because we're still waiting on jodes to rejoin us and we're holding up we don't want to use all all the good ones while she's gone and that just leaves us with our streaming pick now this one normally i do like netflix or prime this one i'm gonna cheat a little bit i'm actually doing one on shutter so if you don't have shutter what kind of horror fan are you? You better get Shudder. It's good. It's great. Lots of good stuff on there, including random acts of violence. Gotta watch it on Shudder. It's a Shudder exclusive. It is. Um, <laughs> all right. So this one is actually a movie that has been out for a little while, but has finally made its way to Shudder. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. 
a spoiler, when we get to our year end, this is probably definitely going to make the list. Well, I mean, I guess we're all voting together, but man, y'all should see this so that we can vote on this because <laughs> it belongs on the list. And it is a little movie mm-hmm. called Color Out of Space starring the one and only Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> now, how many of you guys have seen this? I've, I mean, obviously I've seen it. I haven't I've yet. seen it. Oh. I haven't. I've sort of been hoarding it. Maybe that's what I'll watch on my birthday. Dude, yeah, you, yes, that's a great idea. Watch that on your birthday. Yeah, if you want to talk about a good-looking movie? It looks beautiful. You know, it's hard to capture Lovecraft's, you know, yes. unknowable, unimaginable, undescribable eldritch horrors. They, the color out of space works. I think so. All right, well, I'm right. excited now. All right, cool. So, all right, here's the synopsis. After a meteorite lands in the front yard of their farm, Nathan Gardner and his family find themselves battling mutant extraterrestrial organisms that infects their minds and bodies, transforming their quiet rural life into a technicolor nightmare. I've also heard that Nicolas Cage is definitely like at his Nicolas Cage-iest um, in this movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently yes. the director was like, yes. super into it though. It was just like go all out and they didn't end the the producers made them cut a scene that Nicolas Cage delivered the uh, monologue in a headstand a handstand what? so <laughs> yeah what? So it's the, of course he did yeah it's like when they're in the bedroom and he's like starting to go crazy apparently he like got up and got into a handstand and like gave the speech <laughs> that way and the director so was weird. into it and the producers were like no too much. <laughs> it's too much there's parts where he sounds like Trump in it which were much more explicit in the original cut but that also got cut because they were trying to tie in some of his changing attitudes towards a very particular mentality but yeah, is Nicolas Cage Nicolas Caging within an inch of his life? Yes. But does it still mm-hmm. kind of work? Yeah. I don't know. I really like this movie. So uh, yeah, Plus, I love when he does that. Oh, so. well, then you're going to have a great time. Also, Tommy <laughs> Chong shows up in it oh, and nice. does some weird shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's like the, he, yeah, he's like a side character that lives on the property. Yeah. And like the Blasted Heath looks pretty great. I don't know. I think you're going to like it. As a Lovecraft fan, it's so hard to capture what's great yeah. about that work. I mean, there's obviously a lot of really problematic stuff. Let's not yes, get around is. the fucking bush here. But <laughs> have, have you seen the stuff that, that mm-hmm. works is hard, harder to portray. And yet I think this movie does a pretty good job. And the exciting thing is, is that there is, I guess this director has like a deal, a three picture deal to make two other Lovecraft adaptations. Ooh. Oh, that's cool. So... Check it out, Ariel. I, in particular, am excited to hear what you thought of this movie. All right. And we're going to need it. You need to watch it before the end of the year. This cannot be yeah, one of the ones true. you don't watch before the end. You've watched I know, it's so just, I many saw movies, the, too. I saw on our um, doc that both you and Matilda really liked it. So then I was just kind of, like, hanging on to it, you know? Yeah. No, and there's some excellent body horror. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, I love that. So. Oh, dude, brace yourself. <laughs> you want to talk about Lamageddon? <laughs> We're going to talk about Lamageddon. <laughs> have you uh, have you seen that meme where Cthulhu comes into Lovecraft's window and says, "Don't be racist," and he's like, "Ah, the unimaginable terror." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I don't know. You'll love it. All right. Anyway, let's wrap it up. Okay. All right, so we've got our streaming pick. We got everything done. Until next time, who would like to take us out? Volunteers. 
I'll do it. Matilda, take us out. All right. Thanks so much for joining us today to talk about Antebellum. And as always, please hit us up on Facebook or any uh, in the email. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye.